0: Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection.
1: Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. I'm Lee. And I'm Eddie. And welcome to episode 24, season two. Boom. 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 Boom.
0: Boom. Boom. 24. 24. Out the door. You know what else there's 24 of? Two dozen eggs. Uh, I was going to say hours in the day. That's right. Season two is now long enough for your 24 hour crime time marathon. Binge it. So today we're going to be talking about some pretty good stuff. We're going to be talking about The Marriage Pact by Michelle Richmond. I'm loving it. I'm excited. We're going to be talking about The Last Place You Look by Kristen Lepionka. I am
1: loving it. Yeah,
0: and we're also going to be talking a film that came out last year called Under the Shadow.
1: Yeah, it's horror. So strap yourself
0: in, get ready. Boom. Sit down, calm down, get hyped, stand up. Wipe your brow. Wipe your brow. Get a cool washcloth. Get ready. Boom. Lee, tell me about it. The last place you look.
1: Okay, so remember how much we love Sue Grafton.
0: I do recall that we have mentioned it from time to time. So when you think Sue Grafton, what do you think? Okay, I think Kinsey Malone. Mm -hmm. I think hard-boiled PI. I think mysteries on the beach. I think going through people's mail without asking them first taking pictures of them from a distance
1: i think any sue grafton fan will love this book
0: oh this book is awesome boom okay so tell me why
1: okay so it's been sitting on my book side shelf we all have them right right yeah, 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 yeah. we all have them yeah it's called the last place you look and i've just been like oh, i'll get to it i'll get to it it sounds right. good it's got a great premise right okay. so roxanne weary i hope i'm pronouncing that right whoa w-e-a-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r-e-r W-E-A-R-Y. How would you pronounce yeah, that?
0: Yeah, like she's tired. Yeah, she's tired. I'd like to apologize. My phone went off. That's unprofessional. Turn that damn thing I'm off. I'm sorry. Boom. Boom. Back to the book. Uh, Roxanne Weary. Great name. Private investigator. Okay, I'm on
1: board. She's cool. She drinks too much. Her dad was a cop. Just a really good investigator. She's bisexual. Okay. Gets amongst it. I mean, this is ticking a lot of my own personal, you know, checklist. She's awesome. She's a fantastic character. She gets this case at the start of the book. Someone Mm -hmm. gets in touch with her. And the person who gets in touch with her, this person's brother, is on death row. Oh. Oh, damn right and his his execution or whatever you call it is has been scheduled it's it's forthcoming jeez Lou. so this woman gets in touch with Roxanne and she says my brother was charged with this crime but okay. i do not believe he committed and he's been in prison for mm, 20 years jeez and he's coming up to execution okay right and the crime was this guy a black guy was dating a white woman and okay. they were teenagers Right, someone killed this white girl's parents and then this girl has disappeared and no one has seen or heard from her in the last 20 years right so she did it well i don't know that was my <laughs> that's what i thought too right i'm not going to spoil it i'm not going to give anything but away. they've arrested him they arrested him found guilty was put in prison he never even let his lawyer entertain the fact that this girlfriend could have been responsible
0: right, right? oh because he's a big softy he's a big softy i'm just calling it right now it was her well
1: i'm not going to give anything away <laughs> But read this book. It's amazing. The other tidbit is... Tell me about it. There's some really cool characters. Like, as I said, everybody's really well-written. Everyone's very realistic. A bit bit dirty, a bit real, a bit grimy. Okay. How I like my private investigator fiction.
0: Right. Well, uh, I'm going to be nicking this.
1: I don't know if she's a new writer or an old writer I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I'm very much into this book. You know we've been talking a lot about the new face of crime fiction and what it looks yes. like as a more contemporary form. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so you know crime fiction to me used to be something that my mum used to read. It was a little bit dated, a little bit older. Like I don't mean oh to sound gosh. mean but that's how I felt about it. I'm telling but you mum. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the books I'm reading lately and this really adds to the pile. It's just this really fresh, young, hip interesting crime fiction. Yeah.
0: And I think that this is something that I really love about crime fiction is because genre fiction gets really like uh i don't know I not exactly pumped out but kind of churned out like you get a lot of it there's well, high yeah. high volume if you look at i don't know those yeah famous writers that say i churn one out every season like, exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly and the thing that i love about genre writing is because there's so much of it people have to do new things constantly mm. And I think that's one of the things that makes it really fresh and interesting. And I look forward to reading this. The Last Place You Look. Yep. And I have one other tidbit. Tell me about it. So
1: the sister of the brother that's on death row came to Roxanne and said, I've never believed my brother did it. P.S. I was in the car with someone else the other day and we both saw the girl that disappeared 20 years
0: ago. I'm 100% just going to say
1: that the girl did it. <laughs> so she gets Roxanne on the case. It's fabulous. Get amongst mm-hmm. it. Such a good read. Love the character. Love the writer. I'm going to look into more of her.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So we, we went to the movies. Yeah. Well, we didn't go to the movies. We saw this at your house. But we're you s- have a really big TV. So
1: we were sitting in my lounge room. Right. Yeah.
0: Which is like a movie yeah. theater in that there are probably you know four or five years worth of popcorn down the side of the couch yeah yeah i like that popcorn smell you know (laughs) right yeah yeah yeah. i'll get you an air freshener and a new couch yeah no no, i would just rather that
1: stale scent of popcorn it really takes me somewhere
0: yeah the hospital So anyway, we were looking through... Was this on Netflix? I forget. Yeah, it's on Netflix. So it's on Netflix uh, and it's called Under the Shadow and it's an Iranian film that came out in 2016, set in Iran in the 80s uh, during the Iran-Iraq war. So Mm -hmm. there's um, a lot of bombing happening in Tehran where it's set. Mm -hmm. And it follows this family so there's a mom a dad and a little girl and they live in this block of flats and there's lots of kind of interpersonal issues between everyone in the block of flats which i love that setup i love when it's in an apartment building
1: and all the characters kind of get established in connection with each other
0: fully I, i think that the thing that i really struggle with uh, in a lot of horror films, is you've got these people and they seem really isolated, yes, and there's yeah. nothing really happening. And I understand that for a lot of the time, it's kind of plot based that they're like, okay, they can't interact with too many people because then they might figure out how to solve this. Yeah. But uh, I totally agree with you. I think I've really come to learn that
1: I love films that are really dialogue driven. Yes. I feel like I feel like for me, I don't know if it's because I like have social
0: anxiety. I don't know what it
1: is, <laughs> but I really feel like dialogue driven plot
0: really gets me. It makes me so tense, so
1: anxious, so uncomfortable.
0: And it's not that I want to be told what's happening. Obviously, I want to, you know, see it. Like, you know, cinema, it's it's really visual, Mm. but... I just really, really love it when I can just believe that these are people. Like, I talk to other people. Like, it's not just, like, me alone in my house, you know, being afraid of a crack in my wall. Like, yeah. yeah. although, you know, that is actually my life. Yeah, that, that is happening at the I, moment. I literally think there's a demon yeah. in there. But we can get back to
1: that. We'll get back to that. Never. But when I first heard about this film, it came out. I guess it was in the International Film Festival Mm. last year and it was in the horror section. And it looked very scary, but I didn't go and see it.
0: And then the reviews I've heard about it are just like Really strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So what happens is the... Father, so the husband, he uh, gets drafted
1: to go to go to the front and do yeah, whatever he Yeah, has to so do, yeah. So he's I a doctor.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's like he, like everyone, has to go to do their like yearly Bit. service. Yeah. Um, but he's been sent to where the fighting is, which is really quite distressing for everyone. Like, obviously, like that's really terrifying. And he's begging
1: his wife to take um, herself and her and the kid to stay with his parents, yeah. way further out in the country. But like right from the start, there's a lot of tension in that mm. house. And I think that really builds that. Yeah.
0: Eye. Yeah, there's this real intense kind of feeling. Like, obviously, there's, uh, you know, just been a revolution. So she was part of a lot of political demonstrations. She was studying to be a doctor, but she's no longer allowed to study because she's politically, I guess, tainted yeah. because of her involvement in activism. So there's this like real thing of like, he's a doctor she was studying to be a doctor she can't be anymore because of you know this regime change and then there's this war happening and he's going away and she's just kind of struggling she's really struggling and i I think it's really real Mm. this kind of tension in the house and in the city and 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 in the relationship yeah
1: and struggling to be a good parent in her relationship with her daughter and there are moments where it shines and there are moments where it's just like the real stress Mm, of parenting mm. particularly i don't know what it is to live in in that context but particularly in that yeah. context with your partner gone there are literally bombs coming down yeah and a bomb comes into the, into into the, the apartment
0: yeah so it, it lands in the in the apartment above her house and by some kind of miracle, it doesn't go off. Mm. Emergency services come in and they pull it out of the building. A big tarp gets put over the top of the building. But her daughter starts to tell her that something came out of the bomb. Yeah.
1: And it, it just gave me goosebumps.
0: Oh. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. You the have film. literal goosebumps yeah. right now. Everybody, audio description. Lee Goosebumps. Extremely buff arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, yeah, goosebumps right there. I really enjoyed the film. I, it was very affecting. Uh, I think I agree. There were a few moments for me... I think that this is something that's been a recurring theme with my opinion of um, horror films. I think that if your CGI isn't going to uh, be scary, Mm. don't put it in. So there were a few moments of that for me, but there were also a few moments of that in It. So I don't think that this is a budget issue. I think that this is that you know, the use of CGI in horror needs to be really tastefully done. And Mm. I just don't think it's always the case. There were a few moments where the CGI I thought was perfect, but there was just a couple where I was like, Oh, this should be the climax. I'm not feeling this as much Mm. overall. I think the tension was fantastic the few jump scares there were and there weren't that many there which f- i yeah. actually think is uh really good like i think if you overuse jump scares you never have any time to you know get relax relax yeah. and then get scared again so there were a couple jump scares that i genuinely jumped out of my seat there were uh, just a few moments that were really really scary and i think that the tension of the war zone, the tension of you know all of these people who are feeling unsafe and leaving for various reasons, and her just really just staying in this place. And you also get this, I think, really wonderful undertone of is this a supernatural presence or is this actually uh, the strain?
1: Yeah, a mental health kind of. Yeah, or yeah, response to their in their response to their direct environment.
0: Fully, and I think. If that is the case, it's a really reasonable sort of a response. But I, I, I would give this absolutely five stars out of five.
1: I loved it. So everyone starts vacating the
0: building, mm. but for whatever reason, she has, at first she wants
1: to stay because of her own conviction. And then maybe, maybe not, an evil spirit is there... Uh, and has taken something of the daughter's and the daughter won't leave without it. And it's just the tension just keeps rising. Uh, I would give it five out of five. This was a directorial debut. So I'm very interested to see what happens next.
0: That's amazing. I can't believe that's a first film. Mm. I really thought the actors were really great. I think we often have a lot to say child actors in horror films. Unless it's Stephen King films. (laughs) Or the stranger thing. <laughs> yeah well i think there have been some really really great child actors in horror films notable ones are that little girl in poltergeist Ooh. so i think that in this film the the young girl who's playing the daughter does a absolutely great job agreed yeah um i really recommend it it's on netflix at the moment in
1: australia i don't know about where else but check it out get amongst it Alright, so it must be a week of reading for me
0: Yeah, I've obviously Been doing other things I'm going to say going in the sun Catching butterflies with an oversized net Well, spring is here, folks Yeah, Chasing after trams yeah, yeah, yeah. Just grabbing onto him and going flying like it's Buster a, Keaton.
1: It's a Melbourneian
0: pastime right? chasing yeah. a tram. Yeah. And missing a tram and then shaking your fist at the tram. Right? Yeah. yeah. I once saw someone uh, sneakily grabbing a hold of a tram while on a skateboard. Rude but cool. Do not try that at home. No, I think that's really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, having said that, Eddie, old man <laughs> over here so you've been doing a lot of reading i'm very impressed mm-hmm. um i can tell by your complexion that you have not seen the sun in some time it's true I've all just been for you dear listeners in my room just reading but i've been reading the marriage pact oh it's a new book it's
1: by michelle richmond and I just learned that it's been picked up by Fox to be adapted into a
0: film. Well, hello. You always have your finger on the pulse. You're like, boom, this one's going to be a big one. I know. Let's do it. I feel like I can I I feel like I can tell, you know? Yeah.
1: I need guys, to start a publishing company. If you
0: guys want to know what the next big thing's going to be, just contact Lee. It's going to be The Marriage yeah. Pact. Yeah. Just tweet at us at Crime Time Pod. You can get the inside scoop. If you want to know if your book's going to make it or break it, boom. send it to me.
1: Anyway, so The Marriage Pact. Ten bucks. I couldn't put it down. All right. It is so good. And, you know, we talk about Trashy, but Trashy in that, like, wonderfully written, easy to read. Yes. Compelling narrative. Classic. Interesting characters. We've got these two characters, Jake okay. and Alice. Um, Great name. Alice used to be, like, this kind of rocker party kind of character. She okay. settled down a bit. She's a lawyer now. Uh-huh. She's working really hard. Jake is a therapist. They're really in love. They've decided to get married. Okay. And the book is told from Jake's perspective, which I really like. He's he's uh, a little bit older than Alice and he's very in love with her. And he's, a, yeah, as I said, he's a therapist and he seems very in touch with his feelings and he's... Uh reasons for behaving the way he does right Uh so he explains to us you know i was i was scared i was gonna lose her like she was this fantastic woman so i i feel like i asked her to marry me to like really lock that down wow but intense he's a a likable character sure um they get married right they're really in love they're newlyweds she plans this cool big party and this interesting thing happens whereby she's working on this uh law case okay where a new band took some music from this old musician and made a lot of like a lot of money from this song right and he's uh sued them on copyright and she played a big part in that right Mm -hmm. so she won the case and she got noticed by this really really famous musician and he made a joke like i'd love to come to your wedding and she's like "Well, come to my wedding right?" oh my
0: god this is like some like chicken like like if um stephen king was like i'll come on your podcast we'd be like yeah go on stephen dare you and then he'd be like yeah i'll do it and then he'd be like on our podcast and we'd be like stephen king had yeah, it's
1: exactly like that.
0: Yeah. Steven, if you're listening, please don't come on our podcast. You'll make us uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, anyway, so you know, it's customary if someone's getting married. Uh huh. And I don't know a lot about this, but you send a gift, like an engagement gift. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So-, so they got this engagement gift in the mail from this guy, this famous musician. Right. And it's a set of beautiful pens and a locked box. A locked box. I love a mystery.
0: I love a mystery also. Does it come with a key? It
1: did not come with a key. My oh my. So I'm just going to jump jump a little bit into the future. Boom. The stuff inside this box is a invitation to a secret, I'm going to say marriage cult. Marriage cult. Right? <laughs> and their fundamental core is that whoever joins this marriage cult never divorces. Okay. Like, their statistics is, like, 0%
0: divorce, 100% staying together. I'm going to ask a real quick question here. Go on. Uh, The dissolution of marriage that they don't list, is it because the marriage cult...
1: Murders, them. Um, that is a very good question.
0: <laughs> As these characters
1: do find out, they're like, yeah, this sounds like a really cool, romantic, weird idea. Let's that sounds like it. the worst. But it's taken very seriously. They have this guidebook or this rule book, really. Right. Okay. book, even, where Woo! they have to follow all of these rules. And if they don't, then the people from the marriage cult are going to come and punish them.
0: Okay, so can you give me an example of a
1: rule? Okay, so I'll give you a few, right? right. Um, one is. You have to answer the phone every time your partner calls.
0: Question, what if your arm is inside of a cow?
1: They don't care. You have to stop whatever you're doing. And answer the call. But
0: what if you're like a vet and you're like, hold on, I've got my
1: arm inside a cow. No, you might think that sounds reasonable. When you get sucked into the wormhole that is this book, right? Okay. you'll understand that it gets very intense very quickly. Okay. It soon gets way out of control. And, okay. and as you mentioned earlier, why is the divorce rate 0%?
0: Yeah, because I'm just going to say it even if you followed these rules, maybe you're just not compatible. No, like that true. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: It's madness. I love it. Wow. I can't put it down. I haven't finished it yet, but I highly recommend go out and get it now.
0: Um, And everybody, just a little PSA. Speaking of marriage cults, there's, you know, there's been a bit of an issue going around at the moment. So if you live in Australia, and you believe that anybody should be allowed to join the marriage cult of their choice, um, you will be receiving a, a letter from the Australian Bureau of Statistics asking you to vote on whether or not same-sex marriage should be uh, made legal. It's very simple. It says yes or no. And
1: if you're in the same frame of mind, if you believe all you know people should be able to join a marriage cult.
0: Or, you know, some kind of Stepford Wives situation, maybe some Rosemary's baby. <laughs> I don't know whatever uh just tick that yes pop it in an envelope pop it in a post box that's the important step i'm gonna say right there you do have to send it you do have to send it and
1: one of my favorite um people on twitter is beck shaw Uh and she says tick yes put it in an envelope and send it straight away because you know what you're like you'll forget
0: yeah you will and you just gotta do it do it today people yeah do it today because you don't know maybe you'll tick yes you'll put it in the envelope you'll be like i've i'm meaning to do this and then What happens? Pennywise gets you. Right? He's not going to post that. No. He doesn't give a shit.
1: He doesn't care about this kind of thing.
0: Right? But
1: we do. We do. So if you believe everyone should be able to uh, get amongst Michelle Richmond's marriage
0: pact. Exactly. Or if you would like the, uh, you know, the black widow to be, (laughs) you know, equal opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like... I know what you're saying. Right? So... (laughs) You know, I think it opens up a whole new realm of crime fiction. Personally, yeah. I for one am excited about it. I can't wait to read uh, the Stepford Wives. Wives, and uh, yeah, ticket, mail it, get it done, boom, and then send us a tweet at yeah. Crime Time Code. Send us a tweet, we'll reply. Yeah, it'll be great. 10 out of 10. But yeah, check out everything that we talked about today because we had a killer of a show today. Oh, it was so good. So just to recap, The Last Place You Look by Kristen Lepionka. The Marriage Pact. Michelle Richmond. And Under the Shadow. Boom. What a great film. Loved it. That thing, it shattered my brain. Check us out. Tell us if you got scared so you can tweet us at Pod. You can send us an email at crimetimepodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can check us out on Instagram. What? You can go to our website. Did you say that already?
0: I didn't. It's crimetimepod.com. Boom. Well, guys, we will talk to you soon. And in the meantime, send us your recommendations for books for us to read. Tell us what you thought of the books we've reviewed. And yeah, stay cool. See you next time. Cheers.